Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. We're getting you ready for BYU and UMass in football. Looking at what, if any, challenges the Minutemen pose to the Cougars as they match up in Amherst, Massachusetts tomorrow. You also hear from BYU defensive lineman Bracken L. Bakri. Has a lot to say about the mood of this team, his love for the coaching staff, as well as his excitement to go to Hawaii for the SoFi Hawaii Bowl that BYU qualified and accepted an invite to last week. Obviously, we'll also catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. BYU women's soccer advancing to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. We'll recap all of that for you on today's show. That's the rundown. It's all brought to you today by our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union, obviously our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. With that out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for November 22nd, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome into your daily podcast, all focused on BYU. We are here with you each and every day, making sure you're up to date on everything going on in BYU sports news with opinion, facts, and information you can't find anywhere else. And can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support this podcast each and every day. Pardon my voice today if it sounds a little shaky. Been battling a little bit of a head cold. This happens this time of year. I'm working like a madman in my radio job, and my voice seems to go in and out. So if it's a little shaky today, my apologies. But let's start things off today with BYU football. They're getting ready. Well, they've already made the trip. They're already in Amherst, uh, Massachusetts, as they take on the UMass Minutemen tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And if you're going to watch this, you've got to download the Flow Sports, the Flow Football app, or get it on whatever streaming device you use, Roku, Apple TV, etc., and pay a $20 charge to watch this game. There's probably obviously going to be streams that are illegal, I guess is the is the correct term to use there, that you can check out as well if you don't want to pay the 20 bucks, or you can just tune in to Greg Rubel's call on the BYU Sports Network, but the game is at 10 a.m. Mountain Time tomorrow uh, morning matinee affair for the Cougars as they take on the 1 in 10 minute men. This is a game that BYU absolutely should just go out and absolutely crush UMass. They're a 40 point favorite as of time of recording on this podcast. It originally opened up as a 42 point favorite in the sports books earlier this week so it's come down a little bit and a 40 point margin it's pretty wild last week uh northwestern was favored by 40 and a half points ended up beating umass by 39 it's kind of a funny thing people were tracking in a game that featured two teams who have been pretty bad this year a lot of people looking at that point spread seeing if northwestern was going to cover it byu is light years better than northwestern this year i just wonder if kalani sitake will put the foot to the floor the pedal to the floor and go for that 40 point spread I don't necessarily think he may mean has to put that pedal to the floor to get that 40-point spread because UMass, they are not good. That, I know that's hard-hitting analysis here. I know you guys come to me for this for this type of analysis. But as a team, UMass right now, total points per game, 21.3 on the season. They've scored a total of 28 touchdowns. Their passing yardage on the season, just a paltry 1,876. They have 13 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. They've given up 26 sacks, and obviously BYU this year has only collected 10 sacks on the season through 10 games. It's an average of one per game for those of you 
keeping track at home. And then uh, UMass also rushing 1,349 yards on the season. That's an average of 3.4 yards per carry. Not at great numbers on offense. And the funny thing is their offense is actually better than their defense. So this is a game BYU absolutely should go out and just absolutely run wild with. Obviously, they had a slow start last week against Idaho State, and you're trying to avoid that as you make the two-time zone trip for the fourth time this season back there to Massachusetts. I feel like BYU, if there are any guys who are dinged up or dealing with some injuries they're trying to nurse along, guys like Emmanuel Asupa, Sione Finau's been carrying a little bit of a knock for a while here. Uh, Chris Wilcox picked up a little bit of a knock earlier this week in practice is what I'm being told by our sources. Guys like that who otherwise could play in a game, let's say if this was San Diego State this week, they probably would go. This is a game against UMass where you leave them home in Provo to recoup or they make the trip but they stand on the sideline and they don't play you can win this game with some of your three and four guys in certain spots obviously you have to go out and win the game there's no doubt about that BYU has to go out and take care of business but they should have an opportunity here to put up some pretty good stats if they choose to really go for the jugular in this game I'm expecting Zach Wilson to play a lot cleaner this game I know there are a lot of angst about his play against Idaho State he'd been off for seven weeks let's be real about this folks he had been sitting on the sidelines rehabbing a thumb injury that I don't necessarily think it's completely healed I don't think that bone in there is 100% healed sound etc and but he is battling through it and he played I thought relatively well all things considered it's just a matter of his comfort level in this offense and being willing to go out there and make those decisive decisions. I thought the first game back against Idaho State kind of got his bearings about him. You want to see more progression in this game against UMass. I don't think you're going to see anybody in the first half in terms of other quarterbacks playing. I feel like Baylor Romney's another guy, like I mentioned earlier, that could could miss this game just to get a little more healthy. Probably Joe Critchlow is your main backup in this game. I'm being told that Jaron Hall is still in concussion protocol, and I think in all likelihood his season is over. Over for all intents and purposes at the quarterback position. So I feel like this is a game where you're going to see Zach Wilson go deep into the game once again like Idaho State. The coaching staff trying to get him up to speed because they have two big games coming up after this one against UMass in San Diego State and whoever they face in the Hawaii Bowl. And I think that their goal is to get Zach Wilson back to where he was playing earlier this season when it comes to those two games. And this is an opportunity to, for another tune-up for him as he gets back into game action so this is a game BYU should put up monster statistics if they want to cover that 40 point spread they can do it plain and simple you can name your score against UMass and go for it the Minutemen they're down right now they have a new coach in Walt Bell the former Florida State coordinator he's torn this program down to the studs essentially to use that term I was reading a thing out of Massachusetts, this is probably a week ago, that UMass right now, at the FBS level, and most of you know this, if you don't, you're allowed to have 85 scholarship athletes. And so 85 guys on a full scholarship, you can have up to 123 players on your roster. Those other guys outside of the 85 are walk-on players who are paying their way. You can have up to 123 of them. Well, just to show you how bad UMass is, is in terms of their shape as a program, 
according to what I was reading out there uh, from sources out there in UMass reading like the different newspapers, they're participating with between 40 and 45 scholarship players right now, speaking of the Minutemen. They have about half of what their allotment is in terms of scholarship players available to play right now. It is going to take years for the UMass Minutemen to get back to full strength and have 85 scholarship players because you're only allowed to take 25 players each year in your recruiting class who sign scholarship agreements. It is going to take years for the Minutemen to get back to being anything relevant in college football. Uh, they're obviously a program that is in dire straits. This is a game that BYU should go absolutely out and pound the Minutemen, and it'll end what was a four-game series. Kalani Sitake has faced the Minutemen every year he's been a head coach. We'll see if they re-up another deal at some point with the Minutemen. I'm thinking the TV situation today, it could sour BYU a little bit, thinking that Flow Football, if they're going to be the long-time or long-term uh television partner or the broadcast rights holder for UMass, you would think the BYU would think again about scheduling UMass, but that can be overcome, obviously, in terms of negotiations. You could have a provision in there that BYU TV is allowed to simulcast the game, etc. in the future, but this does end a four-game series against the UMass Minutemen, and this is going to be a game that I feel like BYU is absolutely going to crush UMass, and I know I've heard people out there saying, well, UMass beat BYU two years ago. Here's the thing. That UMass team and that BYU team are much closer in terms of overall uh, team strength, etc. BYU was playing out the string at that point in the season. They had all but given up. The point spread in that game in 2017 when BYU lost to UMass, 3.5 points. This point spread, as I mentioned in this one, 40 points. That should show you the kind of the two diverging tracks these two programs have been on over the last two seasons. Those stats, uh, courtesy of Cougar Stats, if I'm not mistaken, on Twitter, thanks to them for pointing that out. So this is a game, BYU should just absolutely go out and dominate the Minutemen. And I would expect anything less than that, yeah, you can you can be a little wary of it. And obviously going into San Diego State next week, you want to see BYU go out and just really thrash an opponent as they get ready for two strong games to close out their season at San Diego State and obviously in the Hawaii Bowl in December. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on UMass in this game for BYU tomorrow. We'll catch up with Bracken L. Bakri here in just a moment. Get his thoughts on this game against UMass, the mood of the team, also his thoughts on just the paltry 10 sacks on the season for for BYU and their defensive line. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, our title sponsor here on Deseret First... Our title sponsor on Locked On Cougars. Not you, you guys. I did this yesterday. Our title sponsor on Locked On Cougars is Deseret First Credit Union. Any of you who are longtime listeners are aware of this, but Deseret First Credit Union. They are encouraging all of their, our listeners and all of their members right now to focus on what is your why. And I also want you to consider: Have you reconsidered refinancing your home loan to get more money back into your pocket to fund that passion project? I can tell you guys this much: I'm currently going through the refinance process. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel on this, and it's actually been a lot less painful than I expected it to be. I expected mountains of paperwork, lots of meetings with people, having to scrounge out all kinds of stuff to get the deal done. It's actually been a pretty painless process, all things considered. So I'd encourage you guys, check out Deseret First Credit Union. With a no-cost refinance from Deseret First, you can get yourself locked into a low rate. Rates are currently in the threes, guys. It's a great time to consider that. Now, and so with that, if you get locked into that low rate for absolutely nothing, with the no-cost refinance, you could potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. Yes, you heard me right. Hundreds of dollars a month, potentially. 
Check it out. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Guys, Deseret First Credit Union is a proud partner of Locked On Cougars. We are proud to have them as the title sponsor of this podcast. So give them a call once again, 801-456-7070, or go online to dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know what? Why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. All right, guys, I had a chance to catch up with Brackenell Bakery, BYU defensive lineman, earlier this week after practice. Had a good talk with him, talked a lot about different topics for BYU football, talked about bowl eligibility, what he makes of this game against UMass, kind of the mood of the team right now after Kalani Sitake got his contract extension as it was compared to a month ago as BYU got ready for Boise State when Bracken really got up in front of the media and was just very adamant that Kalani Sitake was the right guy for the job. He also talks a lot about his feelings after learning that Kalani Satake had gotten that contract extension. So without further ado, here you go. Brackenell Bakery, BYU defensive lineman, right here on Locked on Cougars. Against Idaho State, you guys got to a little bit of a slow start as a team overall, but you guys picked it up, obviously, and picked up the win here. Now bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. What's the mood of this team right now as it was as compared to maybe a month ago after those two losses? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a good question. And we, we, and you can kind of watch kind of our interviews, but I would say uh, similar, right? We're we're a good team. We're a close team. We're close to each other. We were disappointed in our losses, but we we're more, uh, I would say, f- maybe a little bit frustrated and angry about what was being said about our coaching staff because we love them so much. But uh, now everybody knows who we are, what we are. You know what I mean? So I would say we're just excited. Keep keep going. It's what we do. We play football, and it's, it's football is the same in in Florida as it is in Provo and everywhere else. I was at that press conference in the lead-up to Boise State when you and Chaz both spoke up pretty vociferously about the coaching staff. I felt like if anybody had said something bad about the coaching staff, you would have come across the table, Adam. No question. No question. I mean, honestly, we we become so close to them. We love them. We trust them. And and we have good reason to trust them. So, and, and when people who don't know them have something to say, they're just wrong. What was the mood of the team? Oh, I guess what was your thoughts when Tom walks in there, reveals the shirt? Oh, my gosh. You should have seen me. I was freaking out. <laughs> freaking out. And, and that's that's one of the most amazing things about this team is you got to see how much the players love their coach when mm-hmm. when uh, and a DA or, or whatever, athletic director, AD, yeah. wouldn't have done something like that if he didn't know how he felt about our coach. Yeah. And he knew how we felt. And, we, and you, everything, everyone was going crazy because we love, we love the staff. We love these guys. Did you have any idea that that was going to come? No, no idea. So we had no <laughs> no idea. In fact, I started to see the T-shirts as we were kind of walking into the stadium. I'm like, yeah. no way, that's so cool. Yeah. I want one of those T-shirts. And then when he came in with one, I unzipped it. I was I was like, oh heck yeah. <laughs> you guys are going into UMass this week. They're obviously mm-hmm. struggling this year. They're one and ten. They've gone through a coaching change. But you guys have faced them every year since Kalani showed up mm-hmm. here. Are they any different on film to you? Uh, than they were last season yeah, and the, and the yeah, pre- was, previous seasons. I mean, teams, teams do change a lot. Yeah. Seniors graduate, freshmen mm-hmm. uh, come, uh, coaching staffs change, schemes change. Uh, obviously, some of their schemes are, are different, but but the game of football, you should never underestimate the game of football. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's important that we all need to remember. Yeah. But not just for us. I mean, when we went to Wisconsin, they needed to know, and everybody needs to know, that the, the game of football 
It pits man against man, and anybody can can beat anybody. Yeah. It's about will. It's about strength and emotion. And it's going to be their last game of the season. It's going to be their last game at home. For these seniors, it's going to be their last game. That's a lot of emotion. Yeah. Never underestimate the game of football. So it's easy to say, yeah. obviously, they're struggling, which they are. I mean, they have some schematic things which they are struggling with, but that doesn't mean that they don't have heart. Yeah, absolutely. You guys had senior day last week, obviously, and I know you weren't a senior. You see 19 of your teammates playing their final yeah. game at home. What were kind of your emotions with that? Man, it's sad, actually. We're gonna, I'm going to miss some of those guys, man. Some of these cats are just – and it's different. It really is. Like you were saying, I mean, last season to this season, yeah. just the hotel rooms, I still miss some of the guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you get used to guys, yeah. You get used to guys, and there's a, there's a brotherhood, and some of those cats I'm really going to miss. Okay. Last year against UMass, you guys got after the quarterback pretty well. And obviously, you guys have got 10 sacks through 10 games this year. Obviously, it's one sack per game. And do you guys think you guys can get after the quarterback a little bit more this week? Or are you guys hoping to? Yeah, I mean, we still, we're still we still going to play our game of football, yeah. which wins us games, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and we, we get to the quarterback. We have a lot of pressure. We have less, uh, less sacks than, than some of the people in the media would want. Yeah. But that doesn't get to us. You know what I mean? We don't change our schemes based on what – some mom in Lehigh thinks about our pass rush. You know what I mean? We our our scheme is what it is, and we and we play hard football. We've seen you bounce between tackle and end this year. What's that been like? I mean, I like it. It's kind of an honor. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to be able to know that that I can play both and, and know that the coaches trust me to play both. Mm-hmm. It is different. The techniques are different, and the the way that a tackle plays the same run play as opposed to how a guard or a center plays the same run play is a little bit different, but. Overall, I mean, the double teams are the same. It's will. I mean, it's grit. There's there's a lot of technicalities that are hard to explain yeah. about the difference between the two, but in the end, it's will. That's football. What is your mentality and the team's mentality, I guess, by extension, going through the rest of the season? you got two games regular season. Obviously, you've already qualified for the bowl game, but what is your mentality the rest of the way? We want to win out. I win out, I mean, all three games. Yeah, you want to win. Of course, yeah. of course. And the San Diego team we're going to play is really good. The people know that. This They've had one of their best seasons in – in 10 years mm-hmm. they've they haven't lost very many yeah. games i mean they're they're a tough football team mm-hmm. i think that's going to be a really really good game i'm and I, that, that yeah. makes me excited yeah and uh like that kind of stuff makes me excited when we're going into boise i'm excited i love trying to i love playing people that are supposedly good because yeah. you know there's a it's good football it's fun it's kind of exciting yeah. so we want to win out we're excited to win out you know what i mean team excited to go to hawaii of course i mean <laughs> 70% of our team's Polynesians. Were, you know what I mean? Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe more. I don't yeah. even know. But a huge percentage of our team's Polynesians. So we love it. We're going to go. They're, they're going home. Yeah. And we're going to enjoy ourselves in Hawaii. Awesome. Bracken, thanks so much. You bet. There you go. Bracken L. Bakery. And he's going to have fun in Hawaii. I can guarantee you that. I think all of the BYU players, their wives, uh, the administrators, coaches, everybody who's going to Hawaii will have a great A time because Kalani Sitake will make sure that they do that. But also, you heard him. He got a little defensive about the 10 sack thing that I, I mentioned to him but there's no there's no way around it BYU has been absolutely awful in terms of getting sacks he says we're still generating pressure but I still have my qualms about that personally I know those of you listening to this podcast probably also have those qualms BYU's pass rush has been less than stellar this year part of that is by design obviously they've gone with the three-man fronts more often than four-man fronts and blitzes have been few and far between at points this season but you heard him say we're still getting pressure we need to just keep going with it I'd like to see BYU dial up more pressure I'm not necessarily thinking you have to expose all of your tricks against UMass because like I said in the open you can absolutely just go out and dominate this game I feel like if you just keep your 
pedal to the floor and just take care of business. But there's a big opportunity for BYU to go out and maybe bolster some of their sack numbers against UMass. I think a team like San Diego State next week doesn't pass the ball a lot, but you've got to have the hope that you can stop the run and also force them to pass and then get after the quarterback a little bit. But you heard him say, we're still generating pressure. I'm just as my editor's note or my, my insight It needs to be better, plain and simple. All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that All Guard Pest Control is a proud partner of Locked On Cougars. They're a local company based right here in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out into the Tooele and Wasatch counties. If you need pest control services, give All Guard Pest Control some of your time and check out what they've got. They've got two unique programs that they're offering our listeners. They have a quarterly pest control program, which is awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest and have peace of mind knowing that that no creepy crawly thing is getting inside their home because they have that barrier up on their home all year round. They also offer one-time services. You don't need to sign a long-term contract that requires multiple quote-unquote follow-up visits for a one-time treatment. They'll come out, take care of it the one time, and then move on and leave you alone. They use the safest products in the industry. I've met with Seth Baird, the owner, and his team. They are the best of the best. They're big-time BYU fans to boot. So let them know when you give All Guard Pest Control your your services. When you give them a call, tell them that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They love helping out our listeners. They have incredible online reviews. You can go check out Google and the like. Five-star reviews up and down the board. They do it right at All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call. Here's the phone number. 801-851-1812 or go to allguardpestcontrols.com to learn more about this company. And once again, tell Seth and his team when you give them a call, Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. That's once again, All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812 or online at allguardpestcontrols.com. All right, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Congratulations to the women's soccer team, number four in the country. They had a slow start in the first half. It was nil-nil at halftime. Then BYU came out and absolutely blistered Louisville in the second half, winning 4-0 as they advanced to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA soccer tournament. They will take on North Carolina State, who won the other second-round matchup on Southfield yesterday. Big-time showdown at 6 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow at Southfield for the women's soccer team. It will be broadcast on the BYU TV app, also on the BYU, on BYU TV linear TV, also the BYU TV app, and obviously radio broadcast on the BYU Sports Network as well. Here's hoping that BYU can punch their ticket to the Elite Eight with a win over North Carolina State tomorrow. Also, BYU women's basketball played in Fresno last night, beat the Bulldogs 71-65, so congratulations to Jeff Judkins and his team. Three players in that game had double-doubles. Also, the women's volleyball program swept Portland three sets to nil in a showdown at the Smith Fieldhouse last night. The men's and women's swimming and diving teams continued their play, uh, continuing their participation at the Missouri Invite yesterday. We'll keep you updated with a full recap of that tomorrow. Running down everything else going on this weekend in BYU sports. Tomorrow, it is decision day. It is national championship day for the men's and women's cross country teams looking to add a national title to their trophy cases on the men's and women's side for BYU. The women's race 
race begins at 9.15 a.m. Mountain Time. It's taking place in Terre Haute, Indiana at Laverne, Laverne Gibson Cross Country Course there in Terre Haute. Uh, you can watch a link to this on Flow Tracks. If you're paying for the Flow TV uh, subscription to watch BYU football, you actually can watch the NCAA uh, Cross Country Championships if you're so interested. I'll also mentioned the BYU football in action at 10 a.m. Mountain Time tomorrow. So the women's uh, cross-country race begins at 9.15. The men's race starts at 10.15 a.m. So you could have dual screens going if you want to watch both of those at the same time. But best of luck to the men's and women's cross-country programs as well as the men's football program as they're in early action tomorrow. Women's volleyball is back in action tomorrow as they host Gonzaga at the Smith Fieldhouse at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll be a doubleheader on BYU TV with women's volleyball on at 1 o'clock and the women's soccer on at 6 o'clock. So a big weekend ahead of BYU sports. Go out and support the Cougars. A lot of home games. Sweet 16 in soccer in particular. They're at Southfield tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. If you're looking for something to to do tomorrow evening, no better way to spend a Saturday evening most of the time than going to Southfield and watching a dominant, dominant program. Jennifer Rockwood has a great soccer program that she's leading there in Provo with the women's soccer program and best of luck to them against North Carolina State. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Please follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Follow us also on, actually not follow me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. I also can drop us a note via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Enjoy whatever's left of your Friday. Enjoy all the BYU sports in action this weekend and we'll recap it all for you on it's probably a special postcast edition tomorrow and obviously a full weekend recap on monday's edition of the podcast have a great day this has been locked on cougars for november 22nd 2019